Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. It is Wednesday, December 7th. I uh, just finished up week 13, heading into week 14 this week. Final league of the fantasy, final week of the fantasy regular season. Joined by Joe and Ryan today. How's it going, guys? Not bad. What's up? Last week of the season coming up before the playoffs. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm ready for the fantasy playoffs to be here. Uh, we we are all are all clinched in our dynasty league for a playoff spot. Um, my team got a win this week to get to 13 and 0. You guys both won this week. You're both at 10 and 3. Um, Brian, I know you had that big game against Pat. Uh, you, you ended up beating him relatively easily, 142 to 99. Uh, big part of that, Pat had Lamar Jackson and Kenneth Walker go down early in their games with injuries. So um, might not have mattered. They would have both needed decent games for him to get the win there, but certainly helped your team out a lot there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he texted me about it to cry, to cry about it, but yeah. <laughs> you you uh, didn't call your shot this week, and Karma was on your side, uh, I guess, for yeah. that. Yeah. I got a text message that said, uh, who are you more happy got that got injured, Kenneth Walker or Lamar Jackson? Okay. Bro. Is that supposed to be his voice? Impression that was, that was Pat's voice. He was, okay. he was real salty about it because, like, my team hasn't gotten guys injured, you know, mid game. That's happened to me nonstop. But yeah, uh, might not have even mattered. He would have needed decent games from them. So who knows? Yeah, he gets 2025 from each of them. He, he probably wins that. But um, yeah, didn't it didn't happen nonetheless. Um, Pat's pretty much locked into the four or five C base with, with uh, that loss. Um, and let, well, actually, I don't know if Joe, if you lose this week, I think it might be come down to points if Pat wins. But um, Joe, who you beat somebody, you you won pretty easily this week. Yeah, that's right. Injured reserve. You played injured reserve and beat him one sixty two to thirty two. Wow. The thirty two points. What's that? Did injured reserve started a full team or? Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, the the thirty two point six six points he scored is the lowest in our ten year league history. Wow. Wow. Uh, what do you do with that information? I mean, like, do you feel bad about yourself? Maybe, like, walk near a bridge, consider your entire life? Well, I mean, you know, he's clearly rebuilding. He doesn't care what his team does this yeah. year. And yeah. I'm not sure he even started his best lineup this week, but he did start a, a full lineup. Thank you, Injured, for starting a full lineup. I mean, Trash. What's, his, what's his best lineup? <laughs> Going to make a difference. I think, I think he benched Najee Harris, but that was the only one. Other than that, he had maybe 10 points on the bench. Good job, but, Andrew. Yeah. He's, he's ready for next year. So. His optimal lineup would have got him 48 points. Oh, 48 points was his optimal. Okay. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. I would take a, a long, hard look deep, deep inside my soul and figure out why I'm so bad at drafting a fantasy team. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, we'll have all offseason to do that. Um, <laughs> thing, things tightening up for the bottom half of the playoffs, too. The Rising is currently at nine and four, and German Wonderkind got a win. He had the highest scoring week this week, and he's at eight and five. The Rising and German also play each other this week. Uh, the winner is guaranteed a playoff spot. The loser will have to hold off Ozzy and Kevin in total points. Both of them are about fifty or so points ahead of him right now. Um, Ozzy and Kevin had a had a down week here, so that. I think they're up 13 points going into this week on German Wonderkind, and now they're down 50-something. Who would you rather play? Because I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling with this because this could potentially be, or for Joe even, this could potentially, who would you rather play, Rising or uh, German? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No. Because, I mean, if I face one or the other, Jeffries will have, like, one of those 40-point games on me. So, I mean, Jefferson? Yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. Uh, I seem to face guys that have big weeks. Like when I face that, I'm back and forth on this. They both have studs that would make me nervous, but I think German's team is trending in the better direction right now. I think his team potentially is your is going in hot. More yeah, so. yeah, I think I'd rather. Uh, if I had to pick one, I guess I'd lean more towards rising. Chubb and Mixon don't make you nervous, huh? Mixon doesn't make me nervous. Ooh. Shots fired. Yeah. Like um, then, well, Joe can still secure the two seed possibly, but he would need a lot of help. 
But well, not a lot of help. I just need Dougie. You would need to beat you, and then, and then yeah, he would need outscore Ryan by, by like forty or fifty. Forty-four points, I think it is. Um, and he would also need to win against me this week as well. Beat you Good luck. thirteen and no, Joe. I mean, I missed my week to play him. I should have been last week. Yeah, you, you would have. I had a. I mean, I was still third highest in points last week, but down week compared to what my team has been doing before that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, an interesting finisher this week, and it'll be nice uh, for the playoffs to finally be here and we'll see what happens this year. A lot on the line for Ryan and I's teams uh, being at two championships. We get that third win. That's a pretty big payout for the dynasty pots, so it'll be fun. Interesting. They're like a wrecking ball and stop you both in your tracks. I mean – that would be the best case scenario. I'd rather you win, Joe. If I can't win, I'd rather you win than Jamie. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> if I can't win, I hope anybody with wins. Right? <laughs> Got to keep that pot going uh, if it's not going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, we, we had the trade deadline last week. Uh, no, big tra- no big trades last week since our last pod. We had a couple almost go through, but they came in after the deadline, so they did not um, – I don't think we touched too much on those, but uh, no big trades um, at, at the deadline. I know we usually have at least a couple every year, but all those big trades came in like week five or six or whatever it was. I, yeah, I do feel like we had a lot of a lot more trades than usual earlier in the year compared to previous years. Um, we did have a lot of injuries week thirteen, uh, so let's start with those first. Lamar Jackson, uh, as we mentioned, he left his game early. He, had a, he has a PCL sprain. He's going to miss at least a week, possibly up to three weeks, it sounds like. Um, Tyler Huntley did okay last year when, when Lamar was hurt. Um, yeah. he, he's probably viable if you're in a pinch for a quarterback. Probably not a guy you want to start in a one-quarterback league, though. But uh, <clears throat> He's, you know, he's similar to – he does similar things to Lamar Jackson, maybe not, to, obviously, to the extent that Lamar Jackson does them, but I don't think it's – I don't think it's out of the realm to think that um, Tyler Huntley could have some, 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 some late quarterback one value. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. So I had the impression from Huntley from last year that he was pretty good, like when Lamar was out. Yeah. But I think we were we were all skewed by one big game where he had like four touchdowns. Get a quarterback one finish there, yeah. Outside of that game, he was like 15, 16 points or less in all of his other games. So fantasy points. Um, and, and the numbers were not as good as I remembered them. So it was kind of skewed by the one big game he had last year, I think. But, I mean, we'll see. He, he didn't look great against Denver in relief, but, you know, he wasn't getting first-team reps all week or anything like that either. So well, this might benefit the running backs since they might actually have to run the ball more through them well i think it benefits mark andrews the most i think it benefits mark andrews the most too mark andrews last year when huntley was in had some huge games yeah i think that's going to be his big target that he looks to Mm -hmm. but who knows maybe 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 palazzo maybe uh you know jk dobbins comes in and crushes it even if not they'll still use the other two guys they got there too i just think that they're going to actually have to run more of a traditional offense obviously and They'll be able to. Well, I don't know. I feel like yeah, they trust Huntley to run the same offense they run with Lamar. They, they, they run with Lamar. They're similar. Uh, they're well, similar. We'll see though. Maybe maybe they run the ball more because they don't have many weapons outside of Andrews right now. No, just the fifteen targets to Andrews will be great. I'll take it. Fifteen <laughs> targets, zero catches. Stop. Um, another injury this week. We mentioned Kenneth Walker getting hurt early in the game. He jammed his ankle. Day to day, it sounds like he could miss week 14. Um, DJ Dallas also got hurt in that game, but he did come back. And Travis Homer missed the game last week with an illness. So it's, it's likely going to be some split of those two guys if, if Walker misses the game. Probably, unless you're really desperate, not anything you want to get close to touching in a lineup at least this week. Jammed ankle. What a little bitch. Yeah, like I, they said jammed ankle. I don't even know what the hell that means. What does that mean? I jammed my ankle. Yeah, he like jammed his ankle bone. Like he jammed your thumb or something. Remember playing basketball like you jam your thumb? That hurt like a bitch. Yeah. I didn't know you can do that with your ankle, but apparently. No, I didn't know that either. But 
Uh, another big injury, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo fractured his foot. He's out for the regular season, at least the rest of the regular season. Uh, Brock Purdy looked okay in relief. Mr. Oh. Irrelevant from the draft this year. Brock Purdy, um, who's that? He's a quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> from Mr. Irrelevant to starting for the Niners the rest of the regular season. Confident. Yeah. In well, so he, I don't know if you heard his nickname at all. No. Uh, they, they've been calling him Big Cock Brock. Big it, Cock Brock. It wouldn't be the first time a backup quarterback with a with a big penis nickname comes in and leads a team to a Super Bowl run. So uh, who knows? Big Cock Brock. What is, I'm not understanding how his gigantic uh, member is going to help him play football. I I guess, but I mean, it was meant to be a joke, Ryan. Obviously. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe he carries the football. You know, I don't. I, I don't know. Or big, like, big Dick Nick did it a few years ago. Now it's time for Big Cock Brock, maybe. Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick Foles. Oh my God! Yeah, I guess that's, that's what they called him. Yeah. So I don't know. He he looked good in relief. We'll see. We'll see what uh, if that holds up or if defenses are able to figure him out pretty quickly. But um, with the, the water. It's a very quarterback-friendly system in San Francisco, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did decent. You think he's going to do well? I think he can do well enough to keep their top guys fantasy, you know, in a good fantasy position where they were. So the Jimmy, there's not going to be any kind of drop-off there at all? I don't think they'll – yeah, I mean, there's going to be some drop-off, sure. But I think he can – you know, they'll, if they just do a bunch of their short passes and let the guys run after the catch – I think that could, you know, if he can manage that part of the passing game, I think they'll be fine. Okay. They don't go, they don't run deep routes. Right. They do a lot of run after the catch stuff. So that's why it's a very quarterback friendly system there. That's fair. Uh, another injury, Traylon Burks. I don't know if you saw this, but he had a nice touchdown catch. That was a great week. catch. Yeah. Uh, was... But got hit real hard and concussed on the play. The, the hit looked pretty bad. Um, I, he's probably going to miss this week at least, but I mean, that was a nice touchdown catch he had. Um, he would start. Yeah. It's unfortunate that, you know, he has another injury here. That's going to kind of stunt his progression a little bit or stunt the, the momentum he was on, at least from a couple of good games. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if he plays this week, but I would guess not at this point. Hmm. Um, Hayden Hurst. He's doubtful for this week. He left the game early with a calf injury. Another hit to the already weak tight end position with another. I, th I think he's been tight on 10 or 12 on the air. Um, so he's out for at least this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton hurt his hamstring early in the game this week. He's probably likely to miss week 14. Um, Who's, who, who? Cortland Sutton. He's, he's a, he plays what position in the NFL? And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that comment. So, but but I bring this up because Denver did mention that once Sutton got hurt last week, they started using Dol uh, Greg Dulcich in more of a wide receiver role than a tight end role, and he ended up having a decent game. Actually, I think he had like six for eighty. Um, so we'll see if that continues. I would imagine that continues this week. You don't um, think this benefits Jerry Judy ultimately? I mean, yeah, obviously it's going to benefit him too, but they're they're hurting at receiver with losing Sutton. I think KJ Hamler went on IR; he's out for the year. I mean, they're they've been running Kendall Hinton out there for sixty plus percent of the snaps every week. I mean, I, I expect Jerry Judy to have a pretty solid wide receiver two week. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, at the at the least this upcoming week. That's a lot to ask for in the Denver offense, but I mean, they're going to have to throw. We'll, Russell has to have the targets. City? I'll tell you that. I love the targets. Will they be catchable targets? Will he make the most of them? I don't know. Are you calling Russell Wilson a bitch? No, I'm just saying he's been horrible this year, which is <laughs> oh. what anybody who oh. watched. Don't hold that. Say. How bad has he been? Dog water. Um, let's see. <laughs> Guess where he is in the quarterback, like total points here to date among quarterbacks. My dog agrees. Dog water. Absolute dog water. What he's um, done I think okay. I mean, I think I don't think Russell. I mean, Russell Wilson's not good, but where do you know? Where do you think he ranks? I was Joe's guess, twenty-seven. That wasn't the answer. In in total points this year, yeah, thirty-three. No, it's twenty-two. But yeah. if, if we go points per game, I bet you it's closer to thirty-three here. <laughs> 
Oh, it's 30 points per game. Yeah. Yeah, because you have guys that are doing better on a per game basis than him that haven't played, you know, all season two. I think if you get 10 to 12 targets as Judy, I think you could have six for 80, maybe get a touchdown in there. But I mean, that would be the absolute ceiling, I feel like. Absolute ceiling. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's see how it goes. I I think, uh, again, I think Judy's been the wide receiver one over there when he plays, but. Uh, so with Sutton out, no, maybe Dolchitz eats into those targets. So I don't know. Maybe he will maybe, be used as a wide receiver. Maybe Albert O can find the field. <laughs> He's going to help you scratch in like six of the last seven years. That, that guy needs to change the scenery. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably get one in the offseason. I, I mean, you have to think what other weapons do they have over there? I mean, they have Judy and Dolchitz at this point. Kendall Hinton's out there running a bunch of routes. So, yeah, exactly. Montreal Washington's a guy I've seen. Uh, Jalen Virgil is that is that his name? Yes, for it. Th- that's what we're looking at right now. With yeah. That. So Judy and Dolchich are going to get. 20 they don't even have running backs. They're running out with Tavius. Murray. That's what, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to get their wide receiver and tight end are going to have 20 targets. All right. Uh, the last note here: not an injury, but Baker Mayfield was cut by the Panthers this week. Signed with the Rams. I don't know if this is really any fantasy relevance. I don't even know if he's going to start, um, you know, at any point in the next couple of weeks for the Rams. And it's not like he could make their, you know, skill position players worse because they're already the worst at this point. So Baker Mayfield should be thanking his lucky stars that even got signed to a team that there's so many quarterback injuries. Cause yeah, it's terrible. The Rams were the only team that put a claim in on him and waivers. It's- I was That's really thinking that the Niners were going to go after him. A lot of people thought the Niners might try to, but now they're they're rolling out with big cock brock instead i don't think you're allowed to say that dude that's offensive <laughs> no nobody's offended by that ryan all right uh let's talk about a couple quarterbacks uh that had big games this week first off jalen hurts uh qb1 for the second week in a row uh 380 passing yards and three passing touchdowns along with 12 rushing yards and another rushing touchdown and their blowout win against the Titans this week. Uh, Ryan, I know you're you're very high on Hurts. I mean, I'm very high on him too, but you were I think you were making a proposition that he might be a top two dynasty quarterback. Uh yeah. I mean, I think uh I love me some Patrick Mahomes. I still think Patrick Mahomes is probably the best dynasty quarterback, the most consistent dynasty quarterback up to this point. Um, I like Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's very good. Um, there's a little bit of difference in passing between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's getting, do I think he's top two dynasty quarterback right now yet at this point? Probably not to have something to talk about and like have a topic to kind of speak to. I think there's an argument that could be made. I think you could make an argument that Jalen Hurts is pushing for for top two at this point, the way he's been playing. Um, he plays, uh, he uses his legs similar to similarly in the, in, to the way that Josh Allen does. I don't know that he has the arm that Allen does, but he's still, I mean, he, the weapons he has over there, he's showing that he's going to be able to pass the ball mm-hmm. and throw for touchdowns consistently every week. Um, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that, Jalen Hurts this time next year could be looked at as a top two dynasty quarterback. I don't think that's insane to say. Do you agree with that, Joe? Sure. Think you could be top two? Uh, I think top five. Yeah. I, you think I don't he's know. top five? I, I think you could. I definitely... think he's very clearly top three at this point. I don't think I could see him passing Mahomes or Allen, but I think he's a, a strong candidate to be the QB three. In Dynasty right he is now. the QB3 right now. Yeah. It's the QB2, I think, right now. Well, no, uh, I'm just I'm talking about Dynasty value, not just like what they've done. Sure, sure. I'm saying currently right now he's the QB2. And I think he – I believe he could have – I don't think it's insane. I know you guys want to want, want to laugh and think it's nuts, but I don't think it's insane to think he could squeak his way into a top two Dynasty quarterback. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not out of the range of outcomes. I yeah. don't know that it's there now, but uh, – the way he's been playing and the the weapons he has over there in a very young Devonta Smith, um, 
a pretty young AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard over there. Um, and the play calling is working. I mean, he's only going to get better. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, I like Hertz a lot too. He was one of my guys I was trying to get in, in redraft leagues this year. Um, best ball leagues, that kind of stuff. Um, I wish I had him in, you know, in, in some of my dynasty leagues too. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be a contrarian and be a little bit, uh, I'm going to push a little bit of, you know, crazy conspiracy theories, but I'm telling you, I think it's, I think it's 50, 50 this time next year, we're having this conversation saying he's a better, a, a better dynasty quarterback than maybe Josh Allen or, Mahomes. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of upside with that rushing ability and, and the guy can throw the man can throw the ball. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, that guys, he's throwing the ball. To. I, I would say, he. I think it's going to be, I think at best it's a very close call between the three of them. I I mean, I think he has better skill positions uh, to throw the ball to than maybe the other, the other definitely better than Mahomes. And if you take out digs, I think, I, I think AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and Goddard. No, I, I mean, yeah, there's no disputing that. He has better weapons right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's not necessarily a long-term thing, though, for the Bills and Chiefs. I mean, I would imagine they'll have some sort of weapons upgrade sure. at some point. But I think it's. I think it'll stay that way next year. Yeah, I mean, his. That's changing a Hertz, ton. Hertz weapons are locked in place for a little while. Yeah. Yes. The other teams would need to make moves to get some better weapons, and yes. one would think they will, but we'll see. I don't think it's. I, I mean, would you trade? Would you trade uh, Mahomes or um, uh, Josh Allen for like Hertz in a first? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna give me a first on top of that uh, tear down, yeah, Hertz sure. in a second. Depends where the second is. Um, top of the second. Top of the second, I, I consider it would depend a lot on, you know, team needs and stuff like that. And sure. uh, assuming you're talking about one quarterback league, right? I would be talking about one quarterback league. I guess yeah, I'm, I wouldn't do that in a super flex maybe, but yeah, in a one quarterback league, I, I would definitely consider that. In our league and what, what our league, mm-hmm. um, you know, rules are, I think, I don't think there's that much of a difference to be quite honest. So, I mean... Yeah, I'm gonna offer Patrick Mahomes for Jalen Hurts in first after we get off of here. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that's wishful thinking, thinking that someone would do that, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people are very high on Hurts right now too, so it's probably yeah. not the. But uh, I don't think what I'm oh, the ultimate the the point I'm trying to make is I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. That no, yeah, I think he's not far right now. He's not very far behind Mahomes and, and Allen, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about another quarterback who's kind of shot up the ranks or value wise this year. And Geno Smith, uh, he was QB three this week. Um, he's been pretty consistent overall this year, and I think it was a QB seven year to date. Um, what do you think of him, dynasty value wise? I, I feel like he's kind of hard to value because he's been in the league so long as a backup and never really did anything until this year, but. He's pretty consistently been getting it done this year, so. I wouldn't pay for him as a quarterback seven. Um, he has been getting it done. I think I think he's more of a hold for most teams. I don't think you're going to be able to get the value maybe that you want from him. And I don't know that, you know, anybody's going to be willing to pay that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would pay the QB seven. No, no, that's right. I mean, you're feeling, if you have him and you're using him, you have him, you feel good starting him. I mean, he's... Mm-hmm doing it every week it's just you're not gonna was he 32 yeah he's 32 years old yeah you're, you mean, oh, what's the value there you're not gonna be able to trade him for anything it's I, definitely short-term value with him but i mean but it's yeah even, it's if, value. even if he's quarterbacking next year for him like he's still you just hold him and yeah you sell him for a mid-second round pick depends what your other options are if you if you have a couple other quarterbacks already then yes i mean even no in the one quarterback league yeah i mean for second round pick yeah, I would do that. You have to, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't even I don't even know if you pay a mid second round pick for him, but I think you if somebody offers you that, I think you have to take Yeah, if you gave me a if you give me a late second, I probably any, any second I would probably do it. Yeah. Third round pick, I don't know. It depends on your situation at quarterback, I guess. 
you have two two guys, if you're never starting him and you've got like mm-hmm. Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes or something, yeah, then yeah, you're probably selling for a third. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have like a top ten guy dynasty wise, maybe you hold on to him because he can fill that bridge until you get a top ten quarterback. Sure. Sure. And I think he's gonna I think he's gonna start through Seattle for at least next year and maybe maybe even beyond if he I would think so. What's their record? Uh seven and five, I think. Oh, Are they- okay. Are they eight and four or seven? I think they're seven and five. So they're gonna okay. They're not getting a high, a high draft pick necessarily too. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to they have to take a guy. I guess I was thinking maybe they have like a top ten. Right. Pick. Well, no, they do have Denver's draft pick actually, so they do have a top five. Oh. Pick. I you think can, Denver's picks the top five. Pick uh, a they pick a quarterback. Just they can actually you know let him sit and learn for the whole first That's year. True. That's true. That's yeah. true. So it's not out of the, it's not out of the realm of possibilities there. That's true. Man, how bad does that Russell Wilson trade look for Denver? I mean, there's still time, I would think. Uh, there's been nothing. I mean, nothing. Not one thing promising about that trade for Denver. So I think it's four touchdowns this week, right? No. Off field goals. All right, let's move over to the running back position. DeAndre Swift. Uh, he started to get more usage. He played the most snaps he's played uh, percentage-wise since week eight. Finished with RB5 this week. 62 rushing yards and a touchdown and four for 49 receiving. Uh, coincidentally, Jamal Williams also had his lowest snap share of the year at 30%. He still had a one-yard touchdown run. Um, this game was also a blowout, too. The Lions were all over the Jaguars. So I don't know if that played into any of this usage either, but definitely something you wanted to see, at least as if you have Swift on your team. Uh, Joe, how do you feel about that? I know you have Swift. Uh, I feel great, especially going getting closer to the playoffs, seeing the usage go up. Definitely. Makes you feel warm and tingly inside, knowing that I might have, because I might have to use them during the playoffs, and mm-hmm. at least seeing the usage continue to go up, I feel more comfortable having to use them now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you needed to see that, to, and I mean, I have Swift in a couple of redraft leagues, and I was benching for the last couple of weeks, but after that, I feel like it's probably safe to put them in your lineup again. Um, but. I don't know if I, I fully trust it yet, but well, it was encouraging at the least. Definitely. All right, uh, let's talk about the Cowboys' backfield. Uh, both Pollard and Zeke had a big game Sunday night against the Colts. Pollard had 91 rushing yards and two touchdowns, uh, two catches for 15 yards. Elliott had 77 yards and a touchdown and three catches for 14 yards. Um, Obviously, they were up big, so they were just running the ball a lot. But the last few games, both of them have done pretty well. I think Zeke has a touchdown in five straight games that he's played. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the Cowboys' backfield? Do you think you can start both of them? Uh, not on the same team, but just, you know, either one of them at this point? Absolutely. In any given week? I think you can. I mean, they're both showing like they're making the most out of their opportunities. So, I mean, if I had either one of them, I mean, it'd be a no-brainer for me to have them in my lineups. Yeah, I probably would feel okay starting one or the other. I mean, if you, if you got them. Um, it still might be dependent upon that. Off- I mean, that offense has, has looked really, really good. So, yeah. Um, if that offense has a down week, I think, yeah, they could both potentially bust. Like, would I start either one of them at this point? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think you love the split. I think you wish – that one would take control, but we have already seen that's not going to happen. One taking control of the backfield. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I, I agree. If I one goes like, down with injury, I think you have a, a, a really yeah. solid running Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke missed two games. And what did Pollard had 36 points, fantasy points, and 24 fantasy points. In those Do you games. think that if Pollard were to go down, that Zeke would have the same? Like a similar stat line. I don't know. I don't know that Zeke has the juice to have like the big blow up runs that Pollard has, but I feel like his numbers would increase. Obviously, I don't. Okay. I don't know if it would go up to the same level that Pollard's would otherwise. But okay. I mean, I think you're going to start both of them. Like, I think you're starting those guys. I don't think you're really ever sitting either one of those guys. So yeah, I mean, Pollard. I think more so you have to. I mean, Pollard on the season only two this includes the two you know the two games Zeke missed but like all of his games 
he's wide or running back eight in points per game. So I feel like he's obviously he's a must he's a must start. Um, I did bench him the last week and that in week twelve was it when he had the eight points? Um, Michael Pittman with three. What does that have to do with Pollard right now? <laughs> did you say you benched Pollard? Yeah, not this week on uh, week twelve. Oh, well. But that was more of a situation of my team. But yeah, I feel like most teams are going to be having to start Pollard every week and see it's more on the borderline. But I would lean towards putting him in. Bench him for. I don't remember offhand. Maybe Jamal Williams. Oh. I think it was just based on the matchup. Pollard to start over a guy like Michael Pittman? Uh, I think that depends on the matchup. Hmm. I mean, I, I would lean Pollard in most matchups, but. Hmm. 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 Um, then let's talk about the Bengals backfield so Mixon missed his second straight game with a concussion uh, P. Ryan looked good in both of those games he had 106 rushing yards plus 6 catches for 49 yards um, do, you, do you think P. Ryan you know, with how well he's looked these couple games do you think he can eat into what was previously Joe Mixon's bell call role no. Um, once he's back. No. You think you think they're just going to go back to like. Yes. Ninety percent of the running back touches going to Mixon. Yes. I could see being like maybe eighty, and then bringing them in a little bit more. But I mean, it's so hard to predict with that offense because they it's a pass first offense and they're always looking to attack downfield. So I mean, it's no hard to say. But I think I could see them giving him a few more touches a game. Nothing crazy, but just to get him fresh legs out there and all that. Try to keep mixing healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if they got him a little bit more involved. I mean, obviously, Mixon will be the clear leader still, but I could be, I could see it being like a 70 30 sort of split. 70 30? Mm-hmm. No way. I don't know. I, I, I think they trust P. Ryan. I, he's, Looked really good the last, even the last three weeks. The week mixing got hurt. I think that's when he had his three touchdowns. Yeah, three weeks, but he's been over there for what the last two years, three years. Mm-hmm. He's been over there for a while. I mean, I, yeah, he's always done well in backup duty. I feel like, but not like this. What he's done in the last three weeks, I haven't seen him do anything quite like this in the years prior. Yeah, no, he's he's done well, but not this well. Yeah, fantasy wise, at least. I think Joe Mixon's the alpha over there. I think Joe Mixon. Well, yeah, nobody's denying that. I'm just saying to lead into the role a little bit. 70-30 is a big, that's a big, uh, that'd be a big change. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I disagree. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they do go back to Mixon as like the 90% plus guy at running back. But coming off a concussion, though, I feel like they like to take it easy on late this year, at least, NFL as a whole, has been taking it a little lighter on guys coming back from concussions. Mm. All right, uh, let's talk about DK Metcalf. Uh, he had a big week, A for 127 and a touchdown. Uh, he's up to uh, wide receiver 15 on the season. I feel like he's kind of not talked about as much as some of the other top receivers. Um, expectations were kind of low for him coming into this year uh, based on the quarterback situation there. But obviously, Geno Smith has panned out uh, for not only Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as well. Uh, I think Lockett was wide receiver 10 on the season so far. Um, But the last five weeks, DK's really gotten going. Uh, Wide receiver 11 and points per game during that span. Um, Averaging over seven catches a game. Uh, he also leads the league in end zone targets, which I found interesting as well. I mean, obviously he's a big, big dude, so you're gonna look for him down in the end zone. But um, you know that that's obviously good for his touchdown potential. But what, what do you guys think of DK? Do you think he's a, a cemented, locked in top ten dynasty wide receiver? No, no, I don't. Um, DK Metcalf is one of those players who you're gonna have to pay a top 10 wide receiver type value for, but I don't know that you're ever comfortable doing it. If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I think you understand that maybe he has top 10 dynasty wide receiver value. And if you're going to trade for him, you might expect to give that, but I don't know that you're ever comfortable with doing that. Does that make sense? 
No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think um, I feel like they're... I think he's like a top 15, maybe borderline. Like, I could obviously the top 20, but like around the 15 area, I would think. Mm-hmm. I think so, you I mean, got yeah. too many young I, I agree with Ryan, though. I mean, that top 10. Position. If, you're going, if you're going to buy him, you're going to have to pay for the name, basically, because you know what he's capable You know what, like, the ceiling is. Yeah. I think Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are both making. Uh, yeah, making, absolutely. Being top 10. And I think, like, yeah, DK, DK Metcalf may be a good wide receiver, but I don't know that he'll be a top 10 dynasty wide receiver this time next year. So I don't know that I'm willing to pay for somebody who I think is going to drop in value, at least just compared because you got so many other good wide receivers coming into the league. Yeah. So I'm looking at, uh, interesting enough, at DLF ADP for November, DK comes in at wide receiver 10. Hmm. So I mean, he's I right could, on that border. Like I could see, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, I, think I would right. be comfortable paying that value. Because again, I think guys like Garrett Wilson and Chris yeah. Lotto, I agree. I think Garrett Wilson's going to pass him up at some point, yeah. if not this season in the offseason. Um, potentially a couple other guys. Like T. Higgins is below him. I, I think I would take T. Higgins before I take DK. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Olave does too. Um, that that one, I mean, they're all going to be like right in that range, those guys. Drake London becomes Yeah, up. Drake London's going to – I don't know if I'll pass him this year, but he's going to be right around him. I just – I would rather take a shot on some younger guys that maybe you could potentially get for cheaper now. Right. Um, then, then he's one yeah, of those. Yeah, I agree. If you get, is very good. Well, I just don't know that I'd want to pay the price to acquire. Yeah, I agree. If you can get one of the younger guys for a lesser price, that's obviously the better play, but not sure how long you'll be able to do that though. Based on like, especially Olave and Garrett Wilson, the way they've been playing this year. Well, I, think I, I expect them to be, but that's why when you say is DK Metcalf a top 10, a, a bona fide cemented top 10 dynasty wide receiver, I don't think so. Because yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's a fair question because um, he's right on that border. So, yeah, I think he could, probably is right now. I don't know that I'd want to mm-hmm. pay that price for him. I, I mean, would you rather have 20? He's going to be 25 next week. Would you rather have 25 year old DK Metcalf or 30 year old Cooper Cup coming off ACL? Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. Or Cooper to Cup and Terra's ACL. It was a some uh, whatever his injury was. I can't remember offhand. It was his ankle. Metcalf. I mean yeah. strictly value based. I mean, if you were if you were in the midst of competing next year or something midseason, maybe you don't do that. But yeah, I would tend to agree there as well with Metcalf. But Which Cooper Cup's actually in November, this might have been pre-injury when this with this ADP, but he was wide receiver six in November. Okay. Uh, would you rather have DK Metcalf or Christian Kirk? DK Metcalf. That, that one's not particularly close for me. Really? Yeah. You'd rather have Kirk? I don't know. I think they're, I think they're a lot more similar than you might think they would be. DK Metcalf or Michael Pittman? DK. Metcalf, yeah. That's a little bit closer. Uh, yeah, that, that one's closer, yeah. DK Metcalf or Devonta Smith? DK Metcalf. Ooh, see, I might I might say Devonta Smith. Really? The offense he's on, I think he's a lot better than he's – I think he's overlooked. But he's – I mean, he's never going to – I mean – A year down the road? Time. I mean, I don't know. I, I – so I don't know that I don't know that they're going to pass enough consistently to or Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Okay. That one's not particularly close for me. I feel like Waddle's like a cemented top DK six. Top seven. DK. Okay. So he's probably right on the border. I mean, I I think I'd rather have DK or Garrett Wilson. That one's really. I think. I think. I think you have to say Garrett Wilson. I think right? the answer is going to be Garrett Wilson pretty soon, if it isn't already. I'm just like going and looking at all the wide receivers. I guess DK is definitely top fifteen. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was a good, interesting discussion topic that we just, you know, top ten wise, because that's like right around. Um, I'm gonna say. Know, yeah, I'm gonna say I would rather have Devonta Smith. I think. 
Okay, that's interesting to me. Yeah, because I think uh, I like Devonta, but they're I, gonna I don't, figure out how to use both those wide receivers over there. I mean, you can see Devonta have some I, big. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know that they pass the ball enough on a week in week out basis. I think the more comfortable that Jalen Hurts gets, uh, I think that's going to be a high octane offense for. Oh, I mean, for, it's going to stay high. Yeah, I don't disagree with that part, but, but I don't. Yeah. I yeah. think DK with Lockett, I mean, Lockett's having a great year, but he's 30. I mean, he's 30. He's found his way out. I, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Seattle wrapped at a wide receiver high. Um, that's fair too. And, and, you know, DK's not even 25 yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge DK Metcalf guy, I guess. Yeah. But. Well, when when we do our offseason rankings, that'll be something we can get into a little bit more. Sure. Uh tight end. I didn't really have anybody particular to talk about because it was an absolute dumpster fire at the position this week. Not this one tight end in the league had more than 15 points in a PPR league. Um Kate Otten was tight end one with 14.8 points. Um only eight tight ends all all week. Had more than ten points, even. I'm sorry, eight, eight tight ends all year have more than ten points per game this season. Um, that that's where we're at with the tight end position. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's anybody at tight end you guys want to mention, but outside of just bodies that block and occasionally catch passes, right? I mean, fourteen or fourteen point eight points as the the number one spot of the position this week, which is pretty crazy to me. Yeah, it's not good. No. That's great when you got to go face you, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a down week for Kelsey, so. Yeah, you're never going to see that again. It's the <laughs> like that was... That's the week you want to play somebody with, with an elite tight end. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I don't really you're going to see too much more of that. but Yeah, I mean, that, that's probably an outlier for the year. But all right, uh, let's get into the rookie corner. Uh, yeah, so I think the first rookie we want to talk about, and I'm probably butchering his name, but. Rashid Shahid. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Um, he is an undrafted guy. Um, who yeah, he, he he's been playing a lot more lately for the Saints. Uh, and he's kind of popped off for some big plays. I feel like the first like a couple weeks he played, he had like a 50 yard touchdown, like a 45 yard touchdown or something like that. Last week he had a 50 yard. Oh, no, maybe no. The first I don't week. think he scored, but he's had... three and one in week seven. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he looks good. He's I think he's like an interesting stash. Six feet, 180 pounds. He's a speed guy. Um, I guess they probably need wide receivers over there in New Orleans right now. Yeah, he, he played the second most snaps at receiver this past week for the Saints on Monday night, uh, yeah. even ahead of Jarvis Landry. It was, it was Olave and uh, Shahid as the top two receivers snap-wise. Um, and he's been playing at 50% or more snaps each of the last three weeks too. So, um, know you know, maybe maybe he continues to build and he's, he's a stash for the future as, you know, a potential guy. Um, yeah, I mean, long term, they have nothing behind Olave at receiver in New Orleans. Yeah, I would agree with that. Why don't you take the next guy, Jamie? Because I can't say his you, name. You don't. You, you don't want to say the name. I, I hear you. No, Chagosium Aconquo. He uh, he's had five straight weeks with a thirty-plus yard catch. Um, and this week, this past week, he played the most. He's played all season. Finished with four for sixty-eight on five targets. Good enough for tight end eight. Um, I think I think he's an interesting stash as well at tight end. Um, I was looking to pick him up, but it looked like somebody I forget who it was, and I really beat me to it a week before. Um, but no, he he's he's made some big plays, and Tennessee doesn't really have many weapons, especially with Burks out now. So I can see them continuing to maybe lean on him a little bit more, like they did this past week. Um, you know. He's a speed guy too for a tight end. I think he's like, but he's a little undersized. He's like 6'2, 250, but he runs a 4'5 for a tight end, which is pretty good. Um, So I I could see him carving out a role for the future there in Tennessee. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on him. I didn't even know who he was until you put him on the. 
it's my first time ever hearing him. I don't get to watch all the games anymore. I've never heard of this dude before. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he was a late um, middle round pick maybe uh, in the draft, Um, but there were a lot of rookie tight ends in this draft, so easy to kind of overlook some of the later round tight ends because they typically don't pan out. Hmm. But I I think he's an interesting stash, and we'll see uh, if he continues to build on that. He was a fourth round pick uh this year out of maryland for the titans i'm gonna move to the next rookie that we we all know uh in zonovan knight um he had a relatively good showing better showing i guess than last week uh he had 15 uh rushing attempts for 90 yards five catches for 28 yards on five targets um he's showing he can catch the football uh, I picked him up in our league. Um, I used all my my blind uh, bidding for him, and I'm actually pretty happy about it because it sounds like he's going to maintain this role um, that he's had over the last two weeks since he's kind of come onto the scene. And uh, he's putting up fantasy points without even, even necessarily scoring. So um, I think if you had a score in there, I mean, he's probably a top five running back on the week. Um, I like him. I don't know if you guys do. I don't know that he has a lot of value outside of this year, but he could be a guy that uh, potentially can help you going into the playoffs, I think. Um, I don't know that I feel confident starting him, but the last two weeks, I mean, he has 14 rushing attempts for 69 yards in week 12 with three catches for 34 and you know, 15 for 90 this past week and five for 28. I mean, I, I, he's an undrafted guy. I mean, he's looked pretty good. I mean, he's looked actually pretty good. Um, obviously, I not- yeah, I agree with you. And then, and it sounded like the Jets coaching staff liked him. It sounded like they were going to keep him, even when Michael Carter comes back, they're going to keep him in a similar type role. Um, I, I could see it being kind of like just 50 50. Maybe they eliminate. Ty Johnson and James Robinson from the equation there a little bit more. Um, but no, he, he's looked better than Carter has really all year. And I was just going to say, yeah, it's a small sample size. It's a small sample size, yeah, but Carter hasn't really shown much this year. Um, I, I can see maybe if, if Knight plays well enough the rest of the year, he carves out the RB2 role behind Reese Hall next year. Sure. He could be a handcuff this time. Right. Right. I mean, Hank, yeah, he can and maybe like beginning of the season, he's a little more involved with Brees Hall coming off of an ACL. But um, yeah, he could be the backup to Brees Hall long term if, if he plays, if he continues to play well. I mean, if, he, if this is his role and he can kind of, you know, give us 12 to 15 carries that he's able to do something with each week and he's getting mm-hmm. three to five catches, two to five catches. I mean, you just have to sneak a touchdown in there to really. Yeah, I think rest of the season he's definitely like right on the the flex, he's on the flex radar for sure. I would think for sure he'd be at least a flex, but yeah, um, yeah, I would think there's some value there. So I've uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts, Joe, but I'm happy to use my my blind bidding on him. How bad how bad are Matt Rosito's first round picks the last two years looking? Pretty awful. Michael Carter at one point oh five, and Sky Moore at one point oh four. Oof. You don't love it. Oof. Imagine if he had Garrett Wilson and <laughs> who's somebody that went last year after uh, 105. That was really good. Uh, let me look real quick. You could have had anybody, dude. I mean, oh, it was 1.06 last year. Um, Jalen Waddle. You could have Jalen oh. Waddle and. <laughs> Yeah, he's got DK Metcalf, Devonta Smith, and uh Yeah. He did, he had six and seven last year. So he got Smith, Devonta Smith in 107, but you could have had Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd have second St. Brown first, but no. not in the first, <laughs> even though maybe now he would justify a first round pick. Waddle was definitely going well yeah. ahead of Michael Carter or most rookie drafts, though. Where did I where did I take ARSB? Second round. Then I traded him. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that, that trade doesn't look so great at this point. Another pick where you kind of dogged me, Jamie, and I just want you to know where it's it looked yeah. like a pretty good pick. Now you you hit on it. I I just I didn't dog you. I just said I preferred Darius Tony. You were asking what I thought of the trade, and that's what I said. 
That's fair. That's fair. I, the ARSB is uh, he's looking the sun god over there is crushing it, but yeah, I, he is. He's he's yeah, he Monroe St. Brown or DK Metcalf in Dynasty. St. Brown, I think ARSB. I think it's close, but I would probably lean St. Brown as well. I think it's got to be ARSB, but uh, yeah, that's a good one too. That's a really good one. I think, yeah. Um, all right, so the next guy we're going to talk about is a uh, personal fan favorite of the league, Boy. James Cook. Uh, James Cook has looked better and better uh, the, the past couple weeks. Um, he had 14 rushing attempts for 64 yards, six catches, which was huge, for 41 yards uh, in a PPR there. Uh, he looks he's, looks like he's been more involved. Uh, he looks like, especially with the possibility of Devin Singletary, Singletary being out of here uh, at the end of this year. And obviously, Hines, I don't know what the heck the point of trading him for was, or trading for him, what the, the point of trading for him was, because uh, this could be James Cook, James Cook's backfield this time next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looked good. I've, I've watched the games that he's played in. He's looked uh, like he's got a lot of, uh, energy uh like he's got a lot of kick to him and uh it's he hasn't done much all year so it's nice to see something finally but uh you know he's looked he's looked better and better the past couple weeks i would uh yeah i mean that was it looks like Buffalo wants to use running back their running backs finally mm-hmm. right did they, they ran the ball more than they did in any other game this year this past week yeah, yeah. um yeah obviously his best game of the year 14 for 64 rushing um, but I will say they like they they give him a game with like you know ten touches and then he's invisible yeah. the next like against the Browns he had eleven for eighty six um, week eleven week twelve against the Lions on Thanksgiving two rushes for four yards uh, and oh, then I, yeah then th- this week fourteen for sixty four and then six for forty one receiving so it, it's they've been very sporadic so we'll see if it sticks that uh, they did do something different though like overall in the backfield. Um, it was about four, it was like a 40, 40, 30 split with, uh, or that doesn't add up, but it's close to that number with Cook and Singletary being the most. And Hines was also involved pretty significantly as well, at least in the snap counts. But I think this is probably going to be, if, I mean, we'll see how he ends the year, but I think they used a high, a high what a high second round pick on him, mid second round pick. Uh, late second. Yeah. I, I don't first think... back in the second round. Okay, so late second. So mm-hmm. they're not looking to. They're not looking. I think they're looking to utilize him. I don't know that Devin Singletary is the answer. Um, he's been productive. He's been good. I don't know that he's. I think he's reliable, and they know what they're getting with Singletary. He doesn't have the upside. I think. James. Yeah, he doesn't have the juice that Cook has. Um. So I. I don't know. Do I think he's going to be useful this year? Probably not. But you know, short of seeing an injury or something like that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason at the running back position. If they re-sign Singletary, bring somebody else in, um, or if they do hand the reins over to Cook. None, I mean, neither of those options. I can see them going either way. Uh, yeah, I would think that it's going to depend upon how maybe he ends this, the Cook ends the season, but. Yeah, I, yeah, that'll play a big part in it too. Um. The last guy I want to talk about was Alec Pierce. Uh, one of my personal, one of my personal favorites, Alec Pierce, uh, the wide receiver on the Colts. He had his best week uh, yardage wise. He had uh, four catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. He had eight targets. Um, that's I think the third time this season he's had eight or more targets. Um, he's looked pretty good when he gets, uh, gets the opportunity like that. Um, I'd expect him to continue to have a role in this offense. Um, do I think he's the wide receiver one over there? No, I think he's still have Michael Pittman Jr. over there to contend with. But uh, he's kind of making some noise. I think he's. I think you're kind of seeing him. Um, I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver. I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver, and I think a lot of people may have doubted him, but uh, I think he's showing. Showing up, showing up, showing out. He hasn't had anything crazy. He's not posting 10 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns like Garrett Wilson or anything like that. But he's also playing on uh, 
not a great offense currently. You know, you're seeing that yeah. offense here, Michael Pittman. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Alec Pierce, I think, is going to work out and be a pretty good wide receiver. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but he looks like he's. Yeah, I mean, he's. That he, was good to see a good game from him because he's been very, like, yet before this week, two of his last three games, he had goose eggs. Um, so it was good, definitely good to see that game. I mean, you can attribute part of that, I'm sure, to the offense they're in. Yeah, the offense has been. Yeah, it's, it, it's not good. Um, so that's not helping anything. But I, yeah, I think, you know, I this is my thought on Pierce all along was he'd be a good, you know, complimentary number two receiver in a team. Um, he, he doesn't have the upside to ever be wide receiver one, I don't think. Um, but he's he can be a good, you know, secondary receiver to have on an NFL team or fantasy wise, you know, like a wide receiver, a safe, reliable wide receiver three, maybe, maybe a low end wide receiver two in the future. You take him or Paris Campbell right now. I mean, dynasty wise, like for dynasty value or like rest of season. Dynasty value? Who are you take? Oh, that's not even close. I don't. I don't think Campbell has much dynasty value. Really? Campbell's looked good. He he's played well, but wow, that's a. I think Pierce has more a lot more dynasty upside than Paris Campbell. Well, Campbell's looked good the past couple of weeks. I mean, maybe not the past two, but like you said, the offenses. Um, I think there's a lot of high expectations for Paris Campbell as well. This is also the first time in four years in NFL Paris Campbell stayed healthy. Sure, but maybe that's been the problem. Maybe it wasn't talent. Yeah. Maybe it was staying healthy. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, if, he, if he's able to stay healthy, he, he can have some value. But obviously, wow. but I I prefer Pierce. Okay, that's fair. Campbell pretty easily. I prefer Pierce too. I just, you know, I think they both looked good this year. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, not a question to say. Paris Campbell, but yeah, no, that, that's fair. Um. Yeah, so let's talk about the top five rookies this week. Garrett Wilson, he had a huge game. His fifth time being a top five rookie. Christian Watson, uh, another two touchdown week. Eight touchdowns last two weeks for Watson. Um, I think he's wide receiver three over this last four-week stretch as well. Uh, So he's been on fire, and I think he could be potentially a league winner along with Garrett Wilson for a lot of teams. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, his first time as a top five rookie this year. He had a decent game rushing and had a touchdown to help get him there. Alec Pierce, who we just mentioned, his second time as a top five rookie, and Rashad White for the fourth time this year. Um, Do you know who Christian Watson reminds me of? Who's that? This time last year. You said league winner. Do you know who Christian Watson reminds me of? Amon Ross St. Brown? Yes. Okay, that's... That's who he reminds me of. And Yuck was, uh, was a league winner, too. He went in hot with, like, what, the last six six weeks? That's two years ago. Was it two years ago? His rookie year. Yeah. He, he's he's going in hot the last six weeks. Yeah, ago. That, that, I, yeah I, I think he's a totally different type. He's totally a different type of receiver than St. Brown. But sure, but he reminds me. Yeah, the way he's finishing. He's ending his rookie year is reminding me a lot of ARSB. Yeah, that, that crossed my mind, too, for he's sure. league winner, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, I 1,000% agree with that. Um, thank God uh, the team that has him is not in the playoffs because I would be nervous that it was going to be like an ARSB type. Yeah. Uh, deja vu there, but you, yeah. I think you face him this week still. So, I mean, he could cost you the, the bye week. That's true. You do play it. Yeah, fingers crossed over there, Pelozo. Yep. Are we guaranteeing a win against your brother this week, Ryan? I don't guarantee wins. I've never <laughs> You're out of that business yeah. already. Okay. If I had to play um, you the championship, then maybe I'll make some guarantees. But. Oh, okay. If, if it comes to that, if it comes to any of us playing each other, we need to make some sort of wager as well. Maybe I'm not going to go as far as making a guarantee. I'm going to put you guys in a room with just this corgi, and you have to, you know, fight him to the death because he's got issues right now. All right. I did also want to note this: uh, we had a season high 19 rookies with double-digit fantasy points this week. Uh, which was pretty significant. Uh, previous high was 14 uh, last week in week 12. So we're at the point of the season where the rookies are starting to improve overall. I'm going to say it. I've already said it many times throughout this podcast. I'm going to say it again. This rookie this rookie class is looking a lot better, I think, than they were given credit for. Uh, I agree. I agree. It's, it's looking They're better looking than what it I My thought was there wouldn't be enough top end. Like the depth was okay, but. There wasn't the top end talent, but some of these guys, like you know, looks like they're, Hall, 
Walker, Garrett Wilson, Olave. They're really showing the top Pickens, end. Pickens, Christian Watson. Pickens isn't showing much yet. I think there's a, the expectations are Pickens is going to be. And the usage was way down, I think, this past week. Yeah, P- Pickens is like – we'll talk about it on a different show, but Pickens, I'd be a little worried. I don't know that I'd be worried about Pickens. I think uh, – We're going to bust out the concern. I think that offense is still figuring itself out over there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're getting, we're getting close on time. So we'll talk about that maybe next week, a little bit about Pickens and what's going on with him in Pittsburgh. But, um, yeah, top five rookies here to date, Olave. In the top spot with Garrett Wilson right behind him, seven points. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, 161 points, is in third. Kenneth Walker at 156 is in fourth. Uh, we have a new top five rookie and Christian Watson at 133 points on the year. I'm that starting surprising to surprising given he really hasn't done much until the last four weeks, but it's been that big of a stretch for him. I'm starting to sour on Damian Pierce. Yeah, he's at well. He's like Rashad White over him. I mean, I'm starting to sour on. on yeah, I agree. At this point, I think I prefer White over Damian Pierce, but it's close. It's close, but I'm starting to sour on Pierce a little bit. Um, he's had a rough stretch here, but again, you might be able to attribute that to Houston being so fucking bad. I think it might just be. I think maybe he hasn't had more than 200 carries in a season in college, and that could be a part of it too. The wear and tears is getting on him, to be quite honest with you. But and maybe that's something he can deal with next year and the year after. But yeah, hit the weight room. Yeah, yeah. Off season, yeah. Prepare for it, but I think that could be part of it too. That's a good point. But all right, Uh, looking ahead to this week, final week of the regular season. And they have six NFL teams on a bye this week, which is kind of brutal. Uh, we have Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indiana, Washington. Uh, not the best teams, but still a number of fantasy, significant fantasy contributors on a bye week. On each, each one of those teams, absolutely. Yeah. No Chris Olave, no Christian Watson. Uh, oh, so you're not facing Watson this week. That's right. No Terry McLaurin. Yeah. yeah. No Drake London. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I hope the NFL changes this moving forward. Like, I don't know why we go 14 weeks into an 18-week season and then six teams are going to be off that week. But it's, it's brutal for fantasy if you're, like, fighting for a playoff spot. And, like, you have Christian Watson and um, Drake London or or something like that. I, I would assume the NFL is not thinking about our fantasy season. I, I agree. They're not thinking about it. 100%. They don't give a shit about that. But – but you know, I, like if you're an NFL team, do you want to wait, you know, play 13 weeks, then have a week off before you play only four more? I, I don't know. Wow. It seems kind of late to me to have a bye week, but what do I know? That's cool. Um, then we already mentioned what's coming up in our Dynasty League this week. Um, I'm playing Joe this week. Uh, I'm looking to have the undefeated regular season, and Joe is hoping to get a win and pass up Ryan in points to get that second bye week. Or Ryan get a loss. Or if Ryan loses and Joe makes up the points, um, that works too for him. And then, yeah, Ryan, you're playing Matthew, who we just mentioned, who has Christian Watson on a bye. So should be a relatively easy win for you unless something crazy happens. And the rising versus German winners in loser has to hold off Ozzy and Kevin in total. Who points. do you start this week if you're me? Uh, lettering Fournette or Rashad White? That's a great. That's a great question. Um, it's a great Fournette. question. You should Fournette, Fournette played more. White had the touchdown, or did Fournette have a touchdown too? Early no. In the game? No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. right now I'd start Leonard Fournette just based upon the way that. He played like 60% to 40% because Rashad White, I think, lost the fumble. And then he didn't really play much after that. But Rashad White got lucky with that touchdown. I think the whole last two drives yeah. where they scored touchdowns in the fourth quarter, he and played maybe, zero plays yeah. until that last play um, where he scored that touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to have to roll with Leonard Fournette. I think maybe Tampa Bay is obviously playing for in a very horrible division for a playoff spot. So maybe Tom Brady trusts Leonard Fournette and maybe the rookie. Yes, I think that, I think you're gonna have a weekly. Uh, I think it's, you're gonna have a struggle week in week out picking which one. I think it's got to be Leonard Fournette as of right now, but yeah, I, I you can make an argument for both. I got a lot of bubble guys on my on my team against you this week, and I'm like flip flopping between. But 
which of your Miami running backs are you going to start? Because that that whole thoroughs got totally flipped this week. Yeah, I think I think I'd still roll with Jeff Wilson. I don't really feel comfortable starting either one of them to be honest right now, but I think I'd still stick with Jeff Wilson. That was kind of a weird game script that I feel like Miami wasn't used to playing. Yeah, they were down, which from behind like that. The scorers, yeah. So I think I don't. I, I think that may have been unusual for them, but I guess if I had to start, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Mike Williams plays this week, and maybe I'm starting Austin Eckler and like LF, and then starting like Mike Williams and Jerry Judy over risking it with Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert. I, I don't really want to start Rashad Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. I'd rather take a risk that I pick the right one. I, it's 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 going to be difficult. Yeah, it's not easy calls. I, I, I'll give you that. Who, who are your guys on your starting bubble this week, Joe? Tucker, Swift, Kirk. Pretty much that rotation of those guys right there. I think you have to start Christian Kirk. Yeah, I actually have him on the bench right now. So I have Swift and Pacheco both in. Pacheco's played well, but I don't know that I feel comfortable starting Pacheco over Christian Kirk. Not to get in your head or anything, but I... I I think you almost have to start DeAndre Swift with the way he's been playing and the way they were starting to use him. Yeah, I don't know if they all play offhand this week, but I think it might come down to the matchups there. Yeah, I mean, oof. Joe's got the same issues I do. you got to, like... It's tough. It's a tough pick. Jamie's starting to have those issues, too, though. Jamie's got... Yeah, do I start Pollard? or Evans, Pittman, and Pollard. That's tough, too. uh, Lions play the Vikings... Chiefs played Denver. San Francisco plays Tampa Bay. That's another one was Ayuk on the bubble. And uh, Jacksonville plays Tennessee. Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, not easy calls, that's for sure. No. It's where uh, boys become men, gentlemen. So do your, do your homework. Make some gut decisions. Be risky. Don't be safe. Yeah. Boy, figure it out. All right. Uh, you guys have anything else for this week then? Uh, I think we covered it all. Um, we're going to do a little... my inspirational speech. Yes. Thank you for your inspiration. We're going to do a little playoff preview real, uh, for the fantasy playoffs maybe next week. Um, yeah. I think that covers it, guys. Well, I'm, I'm good. Follow us on Twitter at DynastyOTL, and we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Thank Peace. you.